TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic show. Very weird. It's been a while since we've had a Friday, and it's not a football Friday. Our first one in a while, but I guess we better get used to it, because uh, after next week, Ken, of course, and the Super Bowl, we're going to be uh, without football Fridays for a long, long time, unless we pick up the United States Football League or the Indoor Arena Football League as a sponsor. So uh, no football Friday today. We'll do a little cornucopia of sports, news and notes, titillating tidbits, if you will. Not a whole lot of Super Bowl football talk. We'll get into that next week. It is the coach and the big dog with you up until 11 o'clock and the outstanding Talk Zone music. Big dog, I don't know when they have the radio award show. I don't even know what the radio award show is called, but certainly our music track, not you and me. But the music that David Olson plays should be, if it already isn't nominated, for some kind of uh, musical award. Aren't they called the Lubitrons? Possibly. Possibly. I thought it was the Lubitrons. Yeah, that's what I just said, the Lubitrons. Oh, the Lubitrons, yes. Yeah. Did you know, I actually thought that really was an award show. <laughs> for like the first three or four years, we actually did the last show. <laughs> Okay. And then, you know, cause so I did something. I, I wrote something I thought was really funny. One of those, uh-huh. uh, like the, the New Year's Day poems I used to do on the old show when I actually used Love to those. care. Love those, yep. And, um, you know, I said something to Kevin. I was like, how come these are never nominated for a Lubitron? And he started <laughs> laughing. And then eventually, I forget what was said. Then it was actually, it was like brought up to me that those actually don't exist and that you made that up and there really is nothing called the Lubitron. <laughs> So it was sort of like Santa Claus. For a few years, you were a full-fledged believer. It gave you brightness. It gave you hope. It gave you a shining light towards the end of the year. And then at a certain uh, age of your radio life, you discovered, sadly enough, that moment in time when you found out the Lubitron Awards were made up and not for real. It's turned me into a cynic, Coach. I hate to yes, tell you. I can tell. I've and noticed. Ever, ever since then, I really haven't had that same vigor to do yep. the show. Yep. You've had some vim, but you haven't yeah. had vigor. You used to have vim and vigor. Now you got vim, but you're minus the vigor, quite frankly. Uh, well, uh, to be quite honest with you, I didn't mind the vim. The vigor used to bother me a little bit. That's way too much effort. Really? Because yeah. I always liked the vigor, and the vim always bothered me. So you're a vim guy. I'm a vigor guy. That's why the two of us uh, either don't get along or get along so well. Pick your poison. Uh, well, let's just say get along, Coach. Would you rather have the over and the under or the vim and the vigor? Well, I'd rather have the over. Now, you're not talking about the Australian Open and the Hunching Ova, are you? Oh, yeah. That's, I wouldn't mind a Hunching Ova right now, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. There's a, a bunch of ways I could go with that, but I think the best way is to move right along. 888. Thank yeah. you very much. 463-6748. Big Dog, great to talk to you. Open up the show. Uh, we welcome in all of our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. TalkZone.com. We appreciate your uh, tuning it up here on Internet Sports Talk Radio. Big Dog and a Coach. We treasure and value each and every listener. Quite frankly, there's not many that many of you, so we do treasure each and every one of you. Um, open up the show by saying it's kind of weird, but it's not 
a football Friday for the first time in a long, long time. Yeah, and it, it, it still hurts, Coach. Last Sunday yep. still hurts. Yep. Why can't people just get over the color issue? I'm sick of hearing about it. You know, last night, you know, I get home and I, I put on TMZ, and I figure, you know, at least because I, I, I've been watching nothing but CNN this week, uh, you know, a little bit of Fox, no MSNBC in the house ever unless they're doing like the marijuana ink shows. I love those. <laughs> and uh, and the first thing they do, hey, here's Jay Cutler walking with uh, the the blonde chick, whatever the heck her name Kristen is. Kristen Caballero. What, Christina Aguilera, is that her name? Yeah, close enough. Okay. Why? Everywhere I go, i got to be had this thrown in my face. Yeah. And it seems like everywhere I go, I have a, one of my friends who's a Packer fan who hasn't mentioned football to me in 10 years. All of a sudden, they're, like, taunting mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I'm like, I, why don't you get into a three-point stance and try to get past me? Okay, why don't you <laughs> play real football every once in a while? That's the, from now on, if you're going to taunt me as a Packer fan, like if, if you're my boy Kevin – who has taunted me regularly for 10 years, I can deal with that because it's been an ongoing thing with me and him. I, I have no problem with that, Coach. But if I haven't heard from me in 10 years, 10 years, no reason to leave a message on my on my uh, voicemail. So just to let those people yeah. know, you can taunt me, but first you have to get past <laughs> me in a real football stance, okay? <laughs> oh, good. Big dog coming on fire in the day. I like it. You, you've actually got the vigor and the vim back, my friend. Very, very nice. I agree with you on both accounts, and I'm proud, by the way, very proud of the fact that outside of a little bit on Monday and Tuesday, we have not gotten entrenched in the whole ridiculousness that is the media collateral ligament of one Jake Cutler. It's gotten out of control, but our show, I think we've stayed in the up and up and uh, have moved on to other stories. Yeah, I'm sure the guy would have played if he could have. And to be quite honest with you, Caleb yeah. Haney was more effective anyway, so we can't yes. move on. Okay? Yeah. Exactly right. I, I didn't mean to turn into that discussion. I really didn't, Coach. Mm-hmm. I, I really meant to. Just, it was just funny. It was like, oh, I actually thought I'm going to watch some entertainment stuff. I love TMZ. I haven't watched it in months. Right when I turn on, I see yeah. Jay Cutler. I just started laughing. I'm like, I can't get away from it. I love the experts, too, trying to break down the limp. Is he limping or is he not? The significance of the limp is that the typical limp of a medial collateral ligament. It's like, give me a break. First of all, I didn't notice the limp because I was watching Christina Cavallera. Who's oh, getting better I, looking all the time? By the way, I I she, I like her. She, I don't see I don't see the uh, you know it's just because she's rich, right? Because like everybody's what? all they're all in love with the Kardashian girls. The Kardashian girls are are decent looking girls. I don't see them as being like fawned over. The yeah. only thing good about them is they got fat butts and fat wallets. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see what and the one has real nice silky hair. Uh, I'll, I'll have to give you that one. I don't see the infatuation. I, I don't know that the Kardashians, Kardashians have as much money as you think, and I can guarantee you, Christina Cavallaro, or whatever the hell her name is, that she may be a, uh, you know, TMZ might be following, and she might be on a bunch of YouTube videos and a reality star, but I don't think she's real wealthy. I mean, she hasn't done anything of any particular note. Well, no, no, she's on, she's on the Hills coach, which is basically her parents must have a bunch of money. Because they all, they're all a bunch of, like, rich kids who... Okay. But, that, but that show isn't even on anymore. Oh, it's, there you go, David. I never saw an episode. I was just told by one of my boys that, oh yeah, she's some she's Beverly Hills wealthy. Kid. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I, right now, her only source of income is whatever notoriety she got from that reality show. Because well, uh, David. So as I've been watching CNN all week, I keep on getting these. Uh, um, what do you call it? I see these uh, advertisements for a show by Pierce Morgan. I think the guy's yeah. name is. Yeah, he's taken over for uh, Larry King. Pierce Morgan. Well, they have, uh, he's having, the, he's having on the Kardashians this week. And the only thing they showed with that whole interview was this question. What do you say when people call you talentless? 
and both of their mouths drop open. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So well, I'm, like, I'm going to watch it now. That's how, that's, a, that's the type of question those people should have been asked years ago. He's trying to make an impression. You know, he's going to ask the quote-unquote tough question. But Piers Morgan, the guy from America's Got Talent, British star coming over to America, taking over for Larry King. And from what I've heard in the first couple of weeks, he is showing, particularly in the Kardashians interview, Piers Morgan showing some cleavage, big dog. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but uh, low-cut dress shirts. Well, I, I nearly pierced my pants. Okay. Yes, David. Well, no, I mean, Kim Kardashian, the only reason she's famous is because she's got a big ass and a sex tape. And that is the only reason why she got famous. In that order? You got a sex tape? What, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's, how she, they, that's how she, well, she was like a pal of a Paris Hilton's, so she would always get photographed. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, had a sex tape with uh, Ray J. Wow. Who's Ray J? Ray J is, an, uh, he is uh, the brother of um <laughs> oh this show's taking a downturn yeah it has uh the the brother of brandy the r&b star from the 90s oh she's kind of cute so he, he, the two of them had a sex yeah. tape and they both got reality shows out of it all right oh really and then it steamrolled then she got her sister famous so yeah and then well, she I'm... started dating reggie bush that added to the fame. yes one of them anyways yes so, Big Dog, in conclusion, and I don't know which order of importance it goes, but uh, and I hate to encourage the females out there, but it seems to be reality. You want to become a star, it's, uh, one, the big butt, and two, the sex tape, and not necessarily in that order. I would... I would. Uh, well, Coach, I, I'm a personal trainer on many levels, so yes. I can take care of all of those for any woman out there. Just send me an email to hotmail at hotmail.com, uh-huh. and I'll make sure to get you a big butt and a sex tape. So you I've will, got a camera, Coach. You will personally train that. Yes, I, I so, but it's expensive, Coach. I just want yep. people to know I'm not cheap. Yep. Well, from what I heard, your personal training uh, at times can get a little bit too personal. It, that that it's been known to, Coach. Yes. That's why it's been very <laughs> difficult for me to get clients. All right. I started by saying I was proud of the fact that we're not talking about the Jay Cutler minutia. Now we're talking about the big butt sex tapes and your way too personal personal training. This show heading downhill <laughs> rapidly, big dog. And I, you know, I'm trying to compliment ourselves and staying on the up and up. And we're right now on the down and down. I'm holding you primarily responsible for this discussion, by the way. At least I'm being held by somebody, coach. I, I, I need some love. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? At full speed, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, 888-463-6748. We almost went to a break at an earlier than normal time, but I think we'll try to continue moving on. All right, so no football Friday today, Big Dog. Next week, though. Next week we'll get into a little Super Bowl breakdown because we're over the pain of no Bears. Packers and Steelers, I don't, I don't want to start breaking it down now, but it will no, be, no, I don't, I don't it will be a very good game. I don't want to break game. it down at all. But, but I don't want to break it down at just all. To, just to preview it, uh, it's going to be a heck of a football game. Two evenly matched teams. Coach, that's like talking about one of your ex's wedding. Hey, did you hear your ex-girlfriend is getting married? Oh, wait till you, wait till you hear where they're at. I don't care. I don't care. Really? Okay, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. See, I, I, I'm, I, Next week, because I, I hate to tell you this, I'm, I got a job, and woo-hoo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually do some training next week, so I won't be able to do the show at least Monday through Wednesday. Why don't you have Seth Gruen or, or Brady Stiff? Or Jordan Burnfield or somebody else talk about it because I do not want to talk Super Bowl. You've got a job. J O B, a job for the big dog. Yeah. Very nice.
Very well, nice. we'll see. It's almost too good to be true type of job. All right. Well, then don't, don't talk about it. Don't jinx it. Just uh, get the job, make some money, and we'll we'll fill in while you're doing that. And then once you make the big bucks, you can come on the show regularly. How, how do I say that? How do I? I mean this when I say this. I think it might be. How, how do we say this? There might be somebody who's either Italian, Chinese, or Russian behind the scenes. Really? Yes. And somebody that you personally trained. No, I okay. wish I wish I wish that's the truth, but something tells me there's something organized about this particular job. Interesting. It's 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 almost too good to be true. The type okay. of money that they're talking okay. and what I have to do in order to earn it. I'm feeling a sense of mysteria about this particular job. I'm, I'm getting enticed, but again, I feel like we've talked about your job hunt so much. I feel like we're almost going to jinx it if we get into no, no, it too I got much. The job, coach. I got the job. Seriously, I went there. They're starting up a new business. Okay. And I went to a hotel yesterday where there was a bunch of different people getting interviewed at the same time. Yep. And I, I started talking to this guy, and he's like, he's like, listen, we're starting up uh, uh, th- this particular company. We need 25 people to work. He's like, quite honest, I'm just happy to have met you. He's like, do you, do you want the job? Mm-hmm. Looked at the resume. I talked to him for a while. He's, he's like, I can definitely, I don't, everybody that we met today, you're the most, I was like, oh, really? Wow. So, and then I started, I started asking questions about it and what I should be making and what I have to do. And it's, it's, I'm like, really, this is all I have to do to make this money? So I'm, I'm a little bit suspicious, Coach. Yes. It's almost too good to be what, true. What, what I mean. Now that we've gotten into it, I tried to avoid this, but uh, let's get into it now. What exactly, what position, what J-O-B are you going to be doing? Okay, so have you ever, I'm sure everybody's heard about this, but you ever, hey, come on into this, come on into this, uh, come to this building and we'll give you a free vacation somewhere. Oh, boy. You know, it's one of those, Okay. And We're off to a, a rough start. I'm not feeling great right now. It, that's just, just what I'm, wait until you tell me what they have me doing. Okay. So basically you go there and and they give you a free vacation to, uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. You get like a, a cruise. Okay. But while you're there, somebody else tries to convince you to pay uh, to get into their membership club. Okay. It'll last forever, blah, blah, blah. And when you do it, uh, you get free trips all around the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, these vacation clubs are they're, they're legit, and there's a lot out there. I don't know if this particular one is yet. So what what specifically are you going to be? It does sound too good to be true right now, but uh, what what specifically will be your job? I don't have to sell anything. I don't have to sell anything, Coach. Nothing. What are you doing? All I have to do is meet the person when they get there, be nice to them, talk to them, become their friend, get them to, to say where they want to go around the world, and then... I leave and somebody comes in and they close the okay. deal. I don't even have to sell anything. All I have to do is be nice to these people. Now, here's the kicker. I got a feeling I know the answer. I hope I'm wrong. Are they paying you a salary for doing this, or is your salary based on the end sale? Yeah, it's it's 100% commission, <sighs> okay? And I don't have to get any of these. It's not like I have to go around searching for these people. Yep. They're already supplied. All I have to do All is right. be nice to people for okay. 90 minutes. Well, you can and then do that. somebody else comes in and closes the deal because they're like, we don't want to put people in that situation mm-hmm. where they're nice to them and all of a sudden they're, they're putting mm-hmm. the screws to them. All right. well, I, somebody I, else put the screws to them. I worry about the commission thing, but no question. You could be a very good meet and greet guy. I'm assuming you'll be passing out some cards for the two guys at a mic show as you uh, oh, meet no, and that's, greet. That's the whole thing. They're like, wow, you do a radio show, you'd be perfect. You can start talking about the radio show. Show. Anybody that we know, Beautiful. sports guy, will come on in and we'll make sure that you have them. So, uh, you know, like if, if a guy's a Steeler fan, I can sit there and break down a, a Troy Palomalu's hair. I can mm-hmm. break down the fact <laughs> that you want to keep your, their their girls away from Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. You, the fact that you know we're starting Mendenhall's got a bot from the gods. You know, I can do all that, coach. Mm-hmm. 
And you name a team, I can break it down for. Amongst the many, many great things about the sporting world is it uh, provides a very good uh, conversation or openers, starters, continuers. It's a good source of uh, conversing yeah, with absolutely. your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, very nice. you, very you nice. know, so and the only reason why I got into this because it's right off the train, so I can walk to the train station, take the train, and then mm-hmm. walk there. So basically, it only take me about an hour and ten minutes to actually get there, even though it's in Lyle. Which, if I had a car, I'd be there in five minutes. Wow! But still, you know, so that's the that's the job that I got. Hopefully, it's a legit company. I, I'm not even worried as much about getting paid as it being not legit, because I'd hate to actually have us make it four years from now. And people are like, "Yeah, that guy told me a five thousand dollar vacation package yeah. that I couldn't use." Mm-hmm. So, have you checked it out? Work. Have you gone uh, Google? Uh, I know. Our producer, David Olson, knows people who knows people. He could probably do some investigation. Have you done any background invest? They might be listening to the show right now. Who knows? I, I, well, I hope they are, and hopefully it is legit. I'm not saying it isn't. Okay. But right now it's like almost too good to be true. Hopefully it is. You know what I mean? I think maybe karma's finally shining my way, Coach, because mm-hmm. I've had a very difficult last couple of years. So hopefully. Yeah. All right. And it's just the, the amount of money they said I was going to make. It was like mouth-dropping. Mm-hmm. I was like, seriously? So that's the only thing. All right, we're rooting for you, big dog. We're rooting well, for you. And the beautiful thing is I'll be able to do the show as soon as this training's over with. <laughs> well, it won't affect me doing the show whatsoever. Who knows, maybe I'll even be able to buy a car and actually start coming into the studio. Oh, you got to go to training first? Yes. And Are they going to pay you for the training? No. No, no, no pay training. All right. Which, I, 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 that's not that big of a deal. It's only like three days of training, so mm-hmm. okay. I don't mind that whatsoever. Right. As long as you end out making money. What you don't want to yeah. have is wasting three days of training, finding out the company and the hype is not what it's meant to be. So uh, Worse things have happened to me than that, so that yeah. I'm not too concerned about, Coach. Yeah. All so, right. Very good. Well, well, we'll try to fill, get some fill-in hosts next week. We will miss you. I know our listeners, uh, to some way, shape, or form, live vicariously. Through your job hunt, Big Dog, to some extent, you symbolize the struggling American immigrant out there, and uh, we're rooting for you, my friend. You know, if you think about some of the stuff that I've done legitimately, the, my favorite job, I've done a bunch of crazy stuff. Like, I've uh, I've gotten uh, I've gotten uh, raccoons out of people's, uh, yep. what do you call it, uh, uh, attics. <laughs> you did uh, inspecting on buildings, right, for Environmental Protection Agency? Yes, I've done that. I've also posed nude, and I'm just no joke. I posed nude mm-hmm. and had uh, had people uh, paint me. Yep. Okay, and that was a little bit odd because there was only three people in the room. Okay. So I've done a lot of <laughs> weird stuff, Coach. So you owned a uh, for a while. You were a proud owner of uh, six, a half a dozen to a dozen cash stations in the Chicago area. Oh, I got man random that deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did I get screwed over on that? Deal. You know, it's funny as the FBI. You know, they, they've uh, uh, they've been working on that deal. People think <laughs> we're making this up. Okay, this is this is the truth. Yeah. Um, the Justice Department found those people. It was an organized crime thing. You know, and, and the thing was, is they they did that really well because you know I invested a X amount of dollars and they yeah. gave me about half back immediately. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to invest more money? And something told me not to, and I didn't. And luckily, I didn't because. They would have ran away with the rest mm-hmm. of it. But uh, one guy that was involved in this, he invested $3 million. Wow. $3 million. Can you imagine getting scammed out of $3 million bucks? No. Actually, he ended up I losing couldn't. about $2.8 million is basically uh, what he ended up losing. You're going to get scammed so, out of $3 million. You might as well be dating Kim Kardashian for a couple of months. At least it will be less painful realizing what you got out of it. Wow. You, you know, Three uh, mil. So that scam was really Woo. phenomenal because they started this business back in 1992. Mm-hmm. And it's like a long, it was a long-term deal for them. 
after they like they did the business and they and they like actually legitimately set up uh, cast stations around the country. People were making money off it very low. Then they went for the kill ten years later. Mm-hmm. I happened to be one of the people that got involved in the kill. So yep. you know whatever I yep. was trying to make money without actually working, and look what happened. You I got sold it. sold beer at Grateful Dead concerts. You oh, sold that. shoes at Nike Town. I even recall you. Uh, uh, your multi-million dollar uh, scheme where you were going to sell for somebody else, if I remember correctly, CD covers at yeah. uh, Walgreens and drugstores across America? That actually did pretty well. Okay. So I really can't complain about that. I, I didn't make as much money as I thought I would, but that actually was a legitimate yeah. deal. You but, should uh, you should write all these down. There could be a book in the making. I don't know if anyone's ever written a book about... The trials and tribulations of a job hunt, or we can come up with a catchy title. But uh, big dog, we find the right writer for that book. I think uh, maybe that's the way you can make money, chapter by chapter. Probably some well, sad and some humorous for you, but we could recount the many jobs you've had over your life. Without a doubt, the best gig I ever did was getting signatures to get politicians yes. on ballot. How could I forget that one? I made. Uh, I, you know, I started getting homeless people doing it. Yeah, you know, I made. I made about twenty grand in about. Two months ago, mm-hmm. and got paid cash. Wow! So nice. Uh, the, 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 these people are like, how do you get all these signatures? They didn't realize that I had an army of homeless people working for me. An <laughs> army coach. The beautiful thing is, uh, Robert the Rain Man McQueen. Yes, McQueen. He actually has some of it on tape, coach. The footage is downright hysterical. I, there's a line of homeless people. I got a stack <laughs> of fifties and and twenties, and I'm handing out. Uh-huh. This money to them, Coach. Legitimately, he started. He was like laughing, and the camera started shaking at one point because, like, they're coming up hugging me. Oh, Mister Joe, Mister Joe, we love you, Mister Joe. It's pretty funny, Coach. And how did you pay them? That's the thing is, okay, so they're paying me a dollar a signature. I'm paying them fifty cents a signature. So they go out. I got okay. twenty people, all homeless, scanning the streets of Chicago, getting signatures. You know, so they come back with, you know, two hundred signatures. I give them a hundred bucks. Well, I, when mm-hmm. I take that two hundred signatures and hand it into Paul McMahon or whoever mm-hmm. else is running Jerry Chico, whoever, they give me two hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. I just made a hundred bucks. Very good I initiative. Do I like the forethought. I like the creativity. I like the initiative, and I like the way you're putting uh, some of the homeless folks. I won't say to work, but at least gave them an opportunity to legitimately make some money. A, a win-win situation on all fronts. Nicely done. Do you know how much Seagram Seven you can get with a hundred dollars, Coach? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, you just ruined a good months, story. For two months, these people are making a hundred bucks a day, legitimately. I mean, that's. Uh, but I met a lot of I met a lot of interesting people. But yeah. Gloria was definitely my favorite. Joe, I got the sugar. Okay, what what does that mean? And like one of the yo man, that means she got diabetes, Joe. I'm like, oh, you got the sugar? Please give me something to eat, Mister Joe. So I, I met some interesting people, Coach. <laughs> and I finally found out what the sugar meant. I've heard that a million times. I got the sugar. Well, I figured I'd imagine you have diabetes. Yeah, you can get in trouble with that uh, if, if you don't correctly um, analyze what the sugar really is. Yes, you're exactly yeah. right. I wasn't sure what it meant. You got yes. the sugar. Did, did, yeah. Was she sweet yeah. on me? I didn't really you know t- what it take meant. Take that the wrong way. You could get uh, slapped on the face or possibly kicked in a few other body parts. All right, uh, Life of the Times of the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski, arguably the most uh, enjoyable part of this show. The sports world at times, <laughs> Big Dog, clearly takes a back door a back seat i should say entertainment wise to uh the trials and tribulations of your particular life both personal and job 
I do appreciate that, Coach. We might as well do the whole show and just call it uh, Joel. Bring back Robert the Rain Man McCune, follow you around with a microphone. I could be the host, and I think we'd have an award-winning show. I think we're wasting our time talking about sports. We should talk about you more. Well, I, actually, once you get me out and about around the city, usually yes. something crazy does happen, Coach. Yes. So uh, he does need to be paid. He kept on saying that. He's like, if we can get anybody just to produce the show, just following you around, he's like, you know, this would be an award-winning. But you and him said this, so we need to we need to find a sponsor, first and foremost. So probably I would have to say a condom sponsor, a bourbon sponsor, and a uh, taxi cab sponsor. Those three. Oh, those boy. Those perfectly, Coach. Yeah, heck of a combination. You get those three as a sponsor, you have a heck of a night on the town, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I guess a, it would need like a motel, too. That would be perfect. A good time would be had by all. All right, we'll take a quick break. We will attempt... All I'm promising is an attempt, folks, to talk to sports when we come back. David Olson, our producer, he's responsible for all the script on today's show uh, on the other side of the glass. We'll take a quick break. Big dog and a coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. If you want to call in, I don't know why you would, but if you want to and talk some sports or uh, console Joel, 888-463-6748. Back in about 32 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com all right welcome back we got about 33 minutes and 18 seconds but who's counting to go around the sporting world here we'll uh see if we can knock off some topics titillating tidbits news and notes we did it extremely well yesterday i was very fond of yesterday's show big dog and Dak, what's the old expression? Um, I was just getting used to yesterday when today came along. That's the way I feel. But I, I enjoyed yesterday's show. If we could uh, attempt a repeat of that, a little quick um, around the sporting globe, if we could, with your permission. Right, sounds good, Coach. Uh, beautiful. Speaking of around the globe, let's start in the land down under. I get very confused with the time thing. I don't even know the championship or the uh, the finals might be going on right now. But we've been following the Australian Open and the women's final, I think. Being played today, big dog. Uh, Kim Clijsters. Kim Clijsters taking on China's very own Lee. Nah, the young lady who can play tremendous tennis and also has four letters in her first and last name combined. Um, you, you got to figure there's 1.3 billion Chinese people yep. in China. And she only has a four-letter name. Yes. I mean, there's probably 500,000 Lee Nas in in China is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's got a nickname in China and, like, the nickname is, like, you know, 18 letters. A real long and complicated nickname, possibly. But I'll tell you what, she could play some tennis. <laughs> I, ha- I haven't seen her play yet, Coach, and I'm actually looking forward to yeah. seeing her. Knocked so. off the number one seed who's really, really good. Caroline, I want to say, was Niaki, but uh, should be a great championship. Kim Kleister's herself, big dog in the land down under. A great story because she retired. Not that long ago. What? Uh, well, she retired a long time ago. She came out of retirement two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost, uh, you know, kind of as a, uh, maybe this is putting a little bit too soft, as a lark, you know, just kind of give it a shot. And like the first or second tournament back, 
she made the finals. And like, uh, you know, a couple months later, she won. Her comeback was incredibly quick, and now she's the dominant force of women's tennis. And on top of that, she's a really cool and nice lady uh, uh, to go. Yeah, so that's absolutely true. She's uh, at some really – the whole uh, are you pregnant? The, yes. You know what I'm talking about? That was, that was classic. Yes. She handled that well. Yep. Sort of the uh, host, by the way. I'm, yeah, some guy down, uh, some guy, some former yeah. Australian tennis player was actually the guy who said that. Yeah, he could have definitely cringed up if you haven't seen that YouTube. What would you YouTube, Big Dog? Kim Clayster's interview with what was the guy's name? Woodall? Uh, uh ESP. Wood, Woodridge. It's, yeah, I don't, Todd I don't know, Woodridge. Definitely Wood something. Todd Woodridge, yeah. Okay. But but the guy handled it well too. It's a good lesson for all of us out there. You get in an embarrassing, uncomfortable situation, a smile and a sense of humor can go a long way. And that's exactly what the interviewer did when he was caught in a uh, what could have been an extremely embarrassing situation. Yeah, and, and from now on, don't mention anything about a woman being pregnant. <laughs> we we have all learned that the hard way or through advice, but uh, it's good advice, believe me. Because the, the worst thing that could happen is she actually says no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be the worst thing that could happen in the whole situation. You right. do not want to be caught, and, and it's right. happened to me before, Coach. Yep. By the way, I don't know if I've ever... Ever made the prediction on this show? I know I've done it on the morning break, but David Olson, for your personal edification, I know David takes notes on everything I say, and I think, what is it, like 16% actually proves to come true. I'm very proud of that percentage. It's moving up each year. But I am predicting in your, not your generation, Dave, but in your kids' generations, by some way, shape, or form, a male will deliver a baby. What's going to come out of the urethra? I don't get, don't get scientific here. I haven't figured it out yet, but there will be a male that will carry a baby and deliver a baby before it's all said and done. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to go out here on a lark and I'm going to, I'm going to guess that I'll be a higher percentage than 16% that it won't be me that does it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's just. And you think passing there, kidney stones is bad? Woo. Ooh, ooh. Wow. Wow. And no, it won't be down the urethra track, but thank you for asking. Maybe it'll okay. be by C-section. But I and, and I I don't actually kid about it. I actually think that's true. I think in the not-too-distant future, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, they'll find a way for a male to carry a baby. You know, if you told me a woman was going to make the NBA or there'd be like a woman field goal kicker coach, uh-huh. I might have to go with you. But there, there's no reason to have a man do that. Yeah, well, exactly. Just, just to be a scientific freak show would be the only reason. Because well, in order for him to carry a baby, they'd have to, like, Swap out all his inside parts for female parts yeah. because biologically, yep. a male can't carry a baby. But yeah. so, y- you would basically have to create a man who was a ma- uh, have a man who was a man on the outside, but in, uh, on the okay. interior would be all a right. woman. So the stranger things have happened. So, it, and you're right. I mean, 99.9 percent of us aren't going to think of doing that. Aren't going to want to do that. And 99.9 won't. But there'll be that point zero zero one. There will be, and the technology will be such. Some guy will find a way. He'll be the first to carry a baby. My prediction. Well, just so he can get his own reality show. I mean, why would you want to do that? Well, that's you know what shows over at eleven o'clock. I don't know if I can get into all that, but you know, people are crazy big. though. people. It could be you know for an epithelial reason. It could be for a legitimate reason. It could be for publicity. I, I haven't figured that part out. But I'm quite no, no, confident. No, you're right. There'd be a man willing to do it just so we can have some attention on yeah, it. Yeah, that's that might be it. So I mean, that's people are crazy enough. It's probably higher than the point oh one percent that you're talking about. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. there, there's probably I hate to tell you, coach, ten percent of the human planet would do it just to 
say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who yeah, got pregnant. To be know? the first one. Or maybe it's a much more, uh, I use the word epithelial. It's not actually a word, but I love that word. A much more epithelial reason, much more legitimate reason. Maybe, uh, you know, two guys. Gay. They've been living together for a long, long time. One guy, you know, feels like it's the ultimate uh, thing he could do for his partner. And if there's a way to do it, he will do it, and he'll carry the baby. It'll make it more like it's a real baby, et cetera, et cetera. It's getting a slightly uncomfortable discussion. Nice thing about my prediction, Big Dog, is I won't be around in 40 years to uh, be proven wrong. Yeah, well, or right, either way. <laughs> uh, now, hasn't this been some guy that they actually tried this? Hasn't this been tried? Possible. Te- technology, it's, uh, it's advancing at a scary rate, Big Dog. There'll be, there'll be stranger things than that done in, in, in our kids' generation, believe me. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, Coach, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't see what's worse, actually cloning a baby or actually having a man carry a child. Yeah, cloning. I, I don't know what's worse or what's, what's actually yeah. more odd, I would say. The whole cloning concept. I don't have a lot of body hair on my body, but what what hair I do have, it does stand up. That makes me really uncomfortable, the whole concept and discussion of cloning. Or, or, or how about now that's the, the selective genes thing? If you have enough money... Yep. Before your before your wife gets pregnant, you can actually figure out the best genes possible. So, like, I basically I can go find a girl mm-hmm. and make sure it has like my jumping ability, my memory, but not my hairline or my eyesight. It's not that specific yet. There well, are things that can be done. Code. I think not that, but but with technology that could be coming down the road. You could no, go I'm into sure the. They're to that point right now, Coach. I don't know about that. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they've got the human chromosomes. They found a lot of different stuff where you can figure out where the traits are in the actual mm-hmm. on the actual DNA, Coach. All right, so you can go down. They'll have a little checklist, color of hair preferred, uh, and then uh, height yeah. preferred, weight preferred, eye color, uh, et cetera. Whether or not serial murder preferred. Because, uh-huh. you know, so those guys, so those serial murders, they at least keep their room clean. You know, and as, <laughs> as an, a parent, that does help. <laughs> got to have your priorities straight, right? Yeah, without yeah. question. With your yeah, luck, big dog, you're gonna you're gonna fill in all those anyway. you'll fill in all those checkpoints. Somebody will uh, enter into the computer wrong, and your baby will come out looking like Bill Walton. Oh no! Don't even <laughs> let me think about having to look like Bill Walton. Injury prone, <laughs> protesting. By the way, speaking of protest, I'm really proud of those people over in the Middle East protesting their government. Yes, I'm liking what's going on over there. Very uh, significant. Yes, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what's Let going us, on over there. For uh, many of our listeners who are uh, entrenched into the sporting world and have not uh, possibly caught up with the news away from the sports scene, Big Dog, it is a put. It's it's on the brink of becoming very very significant. But to explain a por favor specifically what you're talking about. Uh, basically, in a few countries in the Middle East, uh, Egypt has had the, the most demonstrations, but also in Yemen, in Jordan, in Syria. There, uh, I don't know about if it's happened in, uh, I'm not exactly sure, well, those three countries definitely, uh, well, four countries, there have been political demonstrations by people because they're sick of too much government yep. in their system. And they want to go to a, a more of individual choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's big time and, and it's good to see. Yeah, but a so, couple couple keys here. And first of all, is it Yemen or Wyman? I always thought it was Wyman. It's Yemen, Coach. Really? Yeah, just say it like if you're uh, if you're Jamaican, Yemen. <laughs> okay. I always thought it was Wyman, Yemen. Okay. Yeah. Um, couple of a key significant things here. One, a very very key point is it's not military induced. This is the general public. Yeah. 
That's probably a little bit too simplified, but the general public uprising in these previously dictator-run countries. Uh, two, Twitter and Facebook and modern technology have become the communication source. Something, if you go back to the early morning break radio tapes, Big Dog, I tried to tell people that's going to be the answer to the end of some of these regimes in the Middle East. It's starting to happen. And then thirdly, the biggest one, David Olson, correct me if I'm wrong, was Tunisia. The fine yeah, country. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, Tun- Tunisia right. started it all. Yes. And, and it, it's rolled into Egypt and now Yemen. But it was a phenomenal story in Tunisia because there was no main organizer. It just caught via Twitter and caught via Facebook. And the people, it started to, you know, they had to, it's almost like, what do you call these things in America now where people just show up and start singing? Flash? Flash mobs. Yeah, a little bit of the flash mob concept, Big Doug. It's fascinating how it came about, but it was strong enough in Tunisia, again, no organized leader, where the, well, not the dictator, whatever it is, the president of the country, the leader of the country, actually had to leave the country. They threw the leader out. General awesome. public uprising. Very, That's awesome. I, very significant. This might be the way. I heard Bill Maher on his real-time show uh, say that, uh, you know, part comically and part for real, actually more for real, that military, the army, is an outdated way of fighting against other countries now. Yes. yes. And I think it's, it's right, you know. It's like and, so uh, he used a different term for it, but it, but it is. You, you, and the people, the, the Chinese government has been aware of this for years, and they basically – all they have done, I shouldn't say all they've done, but a major thing that they've done in China is try to have the best computer system possible. So when stuff like this happens, they will shut down the Internet in China. That It happens consistently. The mm-hmm. Internet in China gets shut down like every other day. As soon as somebody starts talking mm-hmm. out against the government, they basically shut down the Internet capabilities in the whole country, and then they go find the IP address where that came from, and then they go kill somebody. George W. Yeah. Bush had it right. He didn't have many things right. But he had it right in his goal of, you know, bringing freedom and the concept of uh, some of the great morals in America and free speech and freedom. But uh, two other countries and, you know, worldwide trying to turn ah, lost for words here, but trying to not push that on people. But that was his philosophy that he wanted to spread from America to other countries. The problem was he tried to force it too much, sometimes militarily. And yeah. the way to do it is it's just a matter of time. Once the technology is there, once people have communication and find out what real freedom is all about and what some of the other people in other countries can do, Big Dog, at some point that storm cannot be cannot be put down. At some point people are going to rise up. I think it's a basic human nature that people want freedom of choice and not be too controlled. Uh, it just can't be pushed out of it. It has to come naturally. I didn't explain that well, but that's... No, no, it'll be a little better than you think. It, um, the, the only problem is, like, the Chinese government has been aware of this ever since the yeah. Internet happened, and exactly. they've been doing whatever it takes to make sure they control the Internet in their country. So... Uh, I love it, that. It's, it's really sad, Coach, about how... Yes. They are so worried about stuff getting out. They've they've been as soon as the internet was yeah the first thing they did when the internet internet came around was basically try to control it and they've been ahead of the yeah. game the whole time that's yeah. why everywhere else in the world stuff like this on Twitter mm-hmm. happens and or on uh, like it happens and you actually get people around those countries yeah. actually joining in it's because so. the Chinese people knew that the the end of dictatorships and government severe government control would be 
if that communication came out via whatever, Twitter, Facebook, however, Internet, et cetera, and people found out about it, the people would rise up. So you're exactly right. Uh, they were at least smart enough, unfortunately evil smart, but they were smart enough to cut that off. I love the, the comment. I forget which comedian said it. President Hugh was in the country here, Big Dog, in fact, in our very city of Chicago. Yeah. And they were talking about the difference between China and the U.S., and they said President Obama has a Nobel Peace Prize in his basement. And then they said President Hugh has a Nobel Peace Prize winner in his basement. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that kind of sums it up right there, the difference of the two countries, huh? Yeah. All right. It's pretty sad, but it's true. Yeah. All right. So it's not a major story yet, but it's growing. Let's keep an eye on that. The uprising in various Mideast countries started with Tunisia. David Olson, do you think it become is this the beginning of the end of some of those dictatorial regimes? It is. But the scary thing is, like particularly with Egypt, which is considered an ally, is who's going to take over? That's true. That is, yeah, you're that is right. true. It could, because you know it's it's a wonderful thing that they're rising up and getting for their freedom. Yep. But you know, out of situations like this, sometimes yep. madmen can take power. Worse, so, worse than what we had before. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like, uh, it's, Afghanistan it's, and the Taliban. It, you're exactly right. You're you're exactly right, big dog. Leave it to David Olson to spoil a good story with a sobering thought, even if it is correct. And it's you know, and it's, it's sad to say that most of the time when you're talking about the Middle East, it seems like uh, I forgot who was who was in charge of Iran before the Ayatollah Khomeini. It was somebody that the United States put in. But you know, everybody you know that guy was a dictator, blah blah blah. Oh, the Shah of Iran, the, the the United States, the CIA got the Shah of Iran in. He was bad. wasn't so bad when you think about what happened when the Ayatollah Khomeini took over. I mean, it's so it's you have these these revolts and they seem good, and then next thing you know, the devil is put in place. You know, so you well, yeah, there there you go. It's it's the devil you know. Uh huh. That that's the one you want in place. The mm-hmm. devil you know, rather than the devil you don't know. I told you how many. I told Ayatollah Khomeini. I told you how many. I forgot about the Ayatollah. I almost forgot about the shot too. Those were. Uh... Wonderful that, memories. That, that, Wonderful memories. That mem- was like my my uh when I, that was around when I was like seven and eight years old yep. when that was going down. And my dad was huge into the news. Yep. We the shot was big. Minutes. I used to read. I read more Time magazines at the age of eight yep. than I have at the age of thirty-eight. Did you? You didn't go National Geographic for the pictures at the age of oh, eight? Of course I did, Coach. Oh okay. my goodness! I, I got to be quite honest with you. The first time that I saw a naked woman and she wasn't holding a spear, I was really confused. <laughs> Oh, that line's been done before, but it uh, gets better with age. Well, I actually did. I said that line at my brother's yeah. uh, wedding. Yeah. So <laughs> the Shah was big, though. I forgot about the Shah. I think he was, was the he Shah was like US. the first. I think the Shah was the first celebrity to be dating Kim Kardashian, if I remember correct. No. Wow, is she a uh, Kurd? A Kurd? Yeah. Oh, I thought you put a T in the front of it. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, no, she wasn't. But you know, she she dabbled in the. Uh, in Mideast relations. Hey, haven't we all, Coach? Dabbled a little bit. <laughs> 888-463-6748. We haven't talked any sports yet. Want to jump in on the conversation? We would uh, much appreciate it, quite frankly, because I'm not sure where this thing is going. So feel free to get us back on track. 888-463-6748. Um, big dog, real quick, in the sporting world, any uh, thing? But see, we already went over the Australian Open. How about the NBA All-Star voting? We got to throw some kudos out to Chicago. You know, we're still pain on the Bears losing, but we got to stretch out our pectoral muscles a little bit. The starting guards, 
starting guards in the Eastern Conference. Two Chicago guys who played their high school basketball right near here. Dwayne Wade and our guy Derek Rose, both first-team starters in the NBA. Uh, deservedly, too, for both yep. of them. Uh, Derek Rose really taking that next step. And to be honest with you, he's better than I thought he was going to be. Yes. I, w- I was always a little leery. Everybody was anointing him the great next the next great player in the NBA. And, I mean, I, w- I was just hoping he'd be good, <laughs> to be honest with you. He's beyond good, Coach. He actually is a, a legitimate mm-hmm. superstar I- in the league. And Dwayne Wade, check this out. Last night, Dwayne Wade had uh, he had uh, 39 points, and he only shot 6 of 14 from the free throw line. Wow. How does that happen, Coach? That's one of those weird stat lines. Yep. If I told you he had 39 points and he had 14 free throws, you'd be like, oh, he probably made 12 of them. He made... Six of them. So, Miami Heat. Uh, the Heat got knocked off by the Knicks, though. Knicks beat him. I think Chris Bosh was injured or he did not play for whatever reason, but the Heat lose yet again. Yeah, and uh, and LeBron James made a fireplace around the basket with all the bricks he threw up. <laughs> Nicely put. Nicely uh, was, put. Yeah, hey, um, seven to twenty-four. You got Dwayne Wade on your team, and and, and you're seven to twenty-four. Pass the rock, okay? That's you can solely put that loss on Dwayne Wade's free throw shooting and LeBron James brick making. Mm-hmm. NBA basketball expert Joel Radwanski checking in here on the two guys in a mic show. By the way, Derek Ulser, I know you're also an expert on nutrition and eating habits. Uh, D Rose celebrating the fact he's a first team All Pro starter for the Eastern Conference, but the bad news is apparently he's going to miss tonight's game. He has been diagnosed with not one but two stomach. Ulcers, big dog. Uh, your comment. You've been there before. I know. I've, I've never had a stomach ulcer, coach. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I, seriously, I mean, you're here in the NBA. There's no reason. There's no reason for you to be eating the type of foods that will give you a stomach ulcer, unless maybe he's one of those type of kids that get so cranked up and so nervous before games that that's what's giving them the ulcers. I mean, I, I, there, I can see co- it has. It's happened to coaches a lot in the history of. Yep. Uh, American professional sports. I mean, uh, hockey coaches, uh, NFL coaches. I mean, uh, Dick has suffered from them, if you remember. Uh, but there's no reason why an athlete shouldn't be taking care of their body and eating the right way and, and not getting ulcers. From so what I've just- read and from what our uh, in-studio medical specialist, Dr. Rash in the back, has told us, from what I read, it is not stress-related, Big Dog. It is diet-related, and apparently, specifically, Derek Rose, a big fan of spicy foods. That seems to be the primary indicator of where the ulcers have come from. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of spicy foods. It's, it's, he must be eating spicy foods and junk food, too, at the same okay. time. So, so salsa, that, a hot salsa on top of McDonald's burger, probably not your best choice. Uh, oh, that's nasty, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with that. I, I, I'm a little worried now because I eat a lot of spicy food, a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little concerned right now. Hey, your six-pack abs might be hiding a couple stomach ulcers inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my six-pack abs, I think, have been lost recently due to too many six-packs. Other starters in the All-Star game uh, for the Eastern Conference, LeBron James, a very deserving Amare Stoudemire. He's got a chance. Uh, he's in the MVP voting analysis. Yeah, Dwight yeah. Howard as well. Kobe, now this is good, in the Western Conference. I love this. Kobe Bryant, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant. Those are your guards and forwards. Can't argue with any of those four. Starting center. Fan voting. Starting center. He's been injured almost the entire year. Yao and last Ming. year, huh? And, and, and last year, coach, the guy hasn't played in like three seasons. And he's the <laughs> and he's the starting center for your Western Conference team. Oh my goodness! Well, I guess they haven't knocked the internet out too many times in China because yeah. they can still go out and vote. 
So Man, we thought Chicago, the motto was vote early and often. Apparently in China it is as well. But obviously Yao will not play. Who do you think, uh, do they put Dirk Nowitzki in as the starting center? I'm trying to think there's not that many true post players anymore in the NBA. You know, as when I say this, people are going to say, well, are you serious, Big Dog? But uh, what about Tyson Chandler? He has played phenomenal for the Dallas Mavericks. Forget the... Forget the statistical version of it. You know, Coach, I watch I watch uh, NBA Game Time pretty much every night, and you know, and basically what it is is I, I watch the fourth quarter of the best NBA game every single night. That's an awesome channel. Tyson Chandler has dominated for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he's probably I know he's averaging about twelve rebounds a game, but he's only averaging about seven points. But about three or four block shots, and he seems to like defensively control the game. The Dallas Mavericks are a legitimate NBA con- uh, title contender. Uh, they're definitely a contender in the West because it's either going to be them, the Lakers, or the Spurs. And right now, the Lakers are the oldest team in the NBA. They creak as they walk up and down the floor. <laughs> but uh, Tyson Chandler should be the starter for the the Western Conference. It's an interesting thought. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm not uh, necessarily going to disagree with you. So probably go Lamarcus Aldridge of yep. uh, of uh, Portland because yep. who's not a actually, true center either. Yeah, you know, well, but he he has like center statistics. Yeah. Well, what about maybe Greg Oden, if they're going to go injured, might as well go with Greg Oden as a, as a starting center. The uh, Western Conference of the NBA has announced that replacing Yao Ming, who's been injured for the last two years, will be Portland's Greg Oden, who immediately announced he cannot play because he's been out the last year and a half, too. Yeah, it'll be a succession. We're going to work our way down to Tyson Chandler before it's all over. Why don't they just, why don't they just put Kevin Love as a starting center? I mean, the guy's averaging uh, yep. 17 rebounds a game, and it's, it's he gets 17 every night, I think. That's possible. So. Kevin Love would not be a bad choice at all. All right, moving along, 888-463-6748, titillating tidbits, news and notes, world of sports, no football Friday. Next Friday we'll break down the Super Bowl. It'll be football Friday for sure. Today it's bye week, though, so we move on. PGA Golf, San Diego, California, Torrey Pines. I think they're calling it the Farmers Insurance Invitational Big Dog. It's all about Tiger Woods. It really shouldn't be. I looked in the paper today. Honestly, I could not find who your day one leader was. The whole story was on Tiger Woods' first day back. He shot a 69. Apparently it wasn't that good because the conditions were great. And I don't even mind Big Dog leading with Tiger Woods, but somewhere in the 18-paragraph story, somewhere, mention some of the other golfers that are leading after day one. Is that? No, I couldn't agree more with that. That's it. And, and you know I like Tiger Woods, Coach. And yep. you know I'm now on the That's Tiger not, Woods Yeah, it's not a swipe of attack. A, yeah, but come on. you got to – even he would agree. Tell Say who's leading. Yep. I'm sure if you go to the scoreboard section of the paper, there probably will have a listing of what everybody's doing. You know what? That's where I went to second, and I, I maybe I missed it, but I could not find it even in the Tribune scoreboard section today. Maybe I should have the checked Tribune in the scoreboard section. It's huge. It's gigantic. It's two pages. I'll, I'll, in the... I'll tell you what. I'll have David Olson look. I don't think it's in here, but I should have checked in the Daily Herald. Big picture. Local focus. <laughs> Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Moving right along, college basketball, big dog. One of our favorite sports. In fact, when the Super Bowl is over, uh, there's no other station, and I mean this in all semi insincerity, no other station that will dig into meat and potatoes. Two college basketball fans like myself and the big dog. We'll break it down, and then we'll probably break down ourselves. But uh, big dog, you're fighting a line. I lost a bad one last night. Indiana, fifty two. Illinois, forty nine. A shocker. Uh, it, it, and it quite simply, it comes down to the senior leadership. Why they need some of the seniors to step up. Nobody wanted to shoot the ball last night, coach. You know, these are those guys, Tisdale, McCamey, Davis. You know, 
I'm a diehard Illinois fan coach. So and and you've kind of you've kind of I don't know you've insinuated that I'm biased towards Illinois basketball, but I'll tell it like it is. Those guys are awesome when they're beating somebody by 20. They'll throw the alley oop. They all want the ball. They needed one of those guys to step up and demand the basketball. And instead, they just stood around. They stood around. Brandon Paul, like trying to make something happen. The future of their of their team is good because they have leadership in Paul and Jeremy Richmond. It's but it's pretty sad that the three seniors, whenever it's a clutch situation, they tend to cower. And if you think about it, all the close games this year, they've lost. All the games that are blowouts, they've won. Yep. Yep. They're front runners, coach. That's what I said early in the year, and I don't mean to get down. I mean Tisdale, he plays hard. He's a good guy. McCamey, he plays hard, and early in his career, he wasn't such a good guy. He's a good guy now. Mike yeah. Davis is a good guy, plays hard. But my comment was early in the year when thing when they hit a tough spot, are they going to have the wherewithal to get out of it? I just worry tremendous talent, but I just worried about the overall chemistry, the chemical reaction that this team would form. And um, it's a long way to go, but they're definitely in a down point right now, losing to Indiana. An Indiana team that was a bad Indiana team minus yeah. two of their starters. That's that's yeah. not a good loss. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, coach. Yeah, and it it just it was frustrating. It wasn't that they played that poorly. Indiana played a really solid game. It was the fact that in the end they couldn't close them out because they they were playing with a rope around their neck the whole time. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was as an Illinois fan, I was disgusted with it because there's there's ways you can lose and you can kind of shrug your shoulders. You know, you go down swinging. They didn't go down swinging. They went down just being like, oh, okay, you can have the game. And it was a very important game for people like me who really love Illinois basketball because Illinois and Indiana basketball, there's a huge rivalry between those two schools. I mean, it's huge, Coach. Gus Johnson was calling the game last night, and I love when Gus does it because he picks out stuff like that. And he was talking about how important this game He's like, they don't like us, and we don't like them. You know, he's, I don't know, he said that's how he started the whole show, and he's right. Illinois and Indiana were 82 and 82 record-wise against each other. So that game determined who had the better record all time between the two schools. And considering Illinois and Indiana had the same exact amount of conference championships, you know, as someone who can't stand Indiana basketball, I like the bragging rights deal with it. And that game was huge. Illinois loses to a not a superior team. Some of that goes back to the old uh, Lou Henson Bobby Knight days. Bobby in the red sweater, Lou in the orange sport coat, some of that controversy. But uh, uh-huh. hopefully they'll live for a better day. We also got to throw some kudos out to our friends up north, the Big Blue, Michigan, with a nice victory, upset victory over Michigan State. They needed that one, so congratulations to the Wolverines who struggled at times. That's a big win for them, dog. Yeah, the Michigan State down a little bit this year, and yep. they're dealing with the fact they kicked Corey Lucius off the team. They didn't say yep. why, but Corey Lucius has had a lot. I think lot. he's dating Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's that's no surprise. Yep. He's had a lot of uh, off the court incidents since he's been at Michigan State, uh, and you know Michigan's this is the worst Michigan State team. I don't, not in terms of talent, but and not in terms of leadership. In terms of what they've done on the court, it's, I can't. I really thought Kalen Lucas and uh, Jermon Green would have just like great seasons, and you know this is really disappointing if you're a Michigan State fan. Not over so, yet. Well, it isn't because yeah, he gets in the tournament. Yep. And it, they can get the focus and put the, you know, they can actually ha- put the hammer down. Yeah, so. they, they can still do some damage. Uh, and real quick, I got to mention, I know all the emphasis on concussions now. And I'm watching the Minnesota Northwestern game, and John Sherna gets oh, drilled ugly, into the backboard. And first of all, there's a segment on another radio station in Chicago called Who You Crapping? And I may call in today and offer it up to the announcers doing that basketball game because three or four times they said it live and they said it on all three or four replays. Nothing malicious there. Just a good hard foul, nothing dirty as John Sherna's lined down. 
And you see Ralph Sampson Jr., Ralph Sampson the third, fourth, fifth, whatever, push. John Sharon in the back as he's going up for a layup. You never do that. Unprotected. No, yeah. Yeah, I, so I it, totally... it was, I don't know if malicious is the right word, it was a dirty play. But at any rate, more importantly, Big Dog, I don't know what trainer decided to send John Sherner back in the game, but there could be a lawsuit pending because the guy is suffering some repercussions. He should have never. All he had to do was look at the replay and see his head snap back in the contact. There's no way he should have gone back in that game. Uh, you nailed it. I, I, I watched the, from the start to the finish of that game. Actually, I, I, at near the end after that, I, w- I did go over to watch Jimmer for debt at that time because that was two nights ago. <laughs> uh, but Coach, you're exactly right. I c- when that, the announcer was saying that, I don't know who – that wasn't the Gus Johnson crew. That was, I'll figure out what yeah, crew that nothing was. Nothing dirty there. Like, what? I was like, are you serious? What, it's okay to push somebody in the back? Yep. Go, you know, if you say – I've seen harder fouls, Coach, where a guy was going for the ball. Yes. And I would say, you know what, he was just going for the ball. That was just – it was cheap. You push somebody in the yep. back, I don't care if it's just a little bit. You push somebody in the back with no attempt That's to go after the ball. Un- unwritten rule in basketball, guy is unprotected going up like that. You know how much damage you never give him a push from behind. Absolutely. 100%, Coach. You're exactly right. Even if it was only a little bit of one, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. you know, but more importantly, I, I let's take on Brian Urlacher if I pushed him in the back. Yeah, you know what but, I mean? It's, that's ridiculous. But in this so, day and age of concussions, I'm shocked that he was sent back. They need to, doctors need to look at videotape as well before sending a guy. Oh, you know, I felt okay. I don't know what test they put him through, but they weren't very good. All right, so, dog, we got to wrap it up. Uh, where, where might we find you this weekend? Real quick. Oh, no, no. this is, this is going to be good, guys. Uh, I'm actually going into the city to rep the snowball. Wow. This week and, uh, Always look forward to that, which means I'll be in the city on Saturday, which I have no idea where I'll be sleeping on Saturday night, right. to be quite honest. You going boxers, briefs, or commando this weekend? Well, I'm definitely bringing a change of underwear. <laughs> so I'll have the option. Okay, well, it all depends on where I end up. It's best to leave the listeners with their imagination. That's what David Olson, our producer, tells us. Dog, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too, everybody. Later on, David Olson. Thanks for listening, folks. Dave Olson, great job all week. Our fine producer, we appreciate all the listeners out there. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic. Have an outstanding weekend.